Hi, I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Christina. We're two best friends who met in college 12 years ago. I'm now a stay-at-home mom with two children, a preteen and a toddler. And I'm a career mom with a toddler. We've been through a lot of life together, and we're here to tell you all the stuff we wish people would have told us. We are Millennial Moms. Board the train. The Hot Mess Express is pulling out. Please put your tray tables in the upright position. Keep arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times. We're about to take you on a bumpy ride. Oh, so bumpy. Welcome to Millennial Momming. Woohoo! And we're back. And we're back. Episode five. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's been fun. It has been. Have you gotten any more sleep since the last episode? No. In fact, I ended up with three hours of sleep again last night. Yesterday, I was doing a training session for these police. I was leading the, whatever you call it, it's terrifying. class. I was leading the course. I found a way to nudge my podcast in there. <laughs> Podcasts? You listen to podcasts? I have one. One of the guys was like, stop lying. I do. I said, get your phone out right now. I, I did. I showed him and he was like, oh, okay. So you're like legit. They said they'd listen. They're not going to listen. That's <laughs> cute. They're a bunch of men. Even if they did listen, they'd make fun of me for it later anyways. Who cares? We're not we're not here for men. I mean, if you like us, cool, but if you don't, that's fine too. So today's topic is Okay. <laughs> it is how different life start over. Today's hot topic. Not, not the store. Is that still in business? <laughs> I don't think so. We're too old to shop there if it is. Oh, today's hot topic is... We figured with the new year coming, we have new ideas, kind of a rebirth, hopefully. And we started thinking about how life was so different in our 20s versus now in our 30s. And we were like, what wisdom could so we impart so much. Really, we can just tell you what we did wrong and then you guys just do the opposite. Yeah, 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 yeah. We made mistakes so you don't have to. Wow, did we? So many. Who wants to start? Did you write any of yours down? Yeah, they're all in there. Perfect. They're all in her phone. <laughs> they're all in my notes. Because I, we are recording on my phone. We have like these group notes. It's super handy. Like, what did we do before technology? All I have that you wrote. Very bottom. I think I added some things. That's all that came through. Ah, yeah, that's that's good. So she has one idea. Why don't you go ahead and start us off with your not even a full sentence. Well, I quickly ran to the store before I came here and I saw my reflection fleeting by. The old me would have gone back, looked at my reflection, and then, ooh, I don't like how I look right now, or I would have fixed my dress. Who knows? I might have been like, ooh, you look good. But I feel like now, since I'm older, I take one good look at my like full body view, get that one image in the morning, be like, girl, you look good. And I just have it carry me throughout the entire day. Because in my mind, I still look good. Whatever. I got brains. I don't need to look hot. I'm married. I'm married. Why do I care? Exactly. <laughs> I just got to look good for him. I still try to look good and smell good. Almost 10 years in and I'm still trying to look good for it. That makes one of us. <laughs> I only spray perfume when I want Randy's attention. <laughs> I smell something. What do you want? You 
smell good at all times. They do say that you should put perfume on every day. I feel like that's very old school. I just splash it on myself all the time. Splish, splash. I've elevated from cucumber melon to... Ah. I'm, 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 I'm I don't even know. Moonlight um, madness? I, I don't know. What Dances is. with wolves? Yes. I bet that's an interesting scent. Smell? It is. <laughs> it smells like dog pee and wet fur. That is exactly what you smell like. Thank you. It's my husband's favorite scent that I wear. <laughs> really turns him on. Mm. It's pheromones. <laughs> they do say that like your natural scent is full of pheromones and supposed to turn people on. I haven't had any luck with it. But <laughs> yeah, no, because he'll be like, ugh. <laughs> When did you last take a bath? <laughs> You're like, it was a week ago. Why yeah, it was a week, me? sir. I'm, I'm not busy. <laughs> I'm busy. I'm not. Due. I have a hobby. <laughs> what do you, what I'm do you think this is? I'm not due for another <laughs> thorough bathing for at least another two weeks. So put up with the stench. <laughs> if you think I'm going to sniff you, you've got <laughs> another thing coming. So that was my thing. Stop being critical of yourself. It's not worth it. So what's yours? Okay, this was a big one that I learned in my 20s. And I think we can all relate to this. Love is not enough to sustain a relationship. When I say that, I mean, you can love somebody to the ends of the earth. Does not mean that you guys are good for each other, that you guys have a healthy relationship. You need communication, respect, and most importantly, you need to choose that person every single day. Every single day, it's a choice. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care, you know, what kind of issues you're having in a relationship. Regardless, you have to make a choice, especially when you've been in a long-term relationship. Oh, for sure. There are days you do not even like your partner. <laughs> there are days you want to punch them in the face. And you can't just walk out and leave. No, because like, you love them. In my early 20s, I would just throw in the towel. Yeah. Something wasn't going right. I'd be like, I'm out. Yeah. And you, when you're in a long-term, in a, a marriage especially, when you have made vows, in my opinion, allegedly, <laughs> when you have made vows, um, it is you. It is a choice that you're making every day. You're going to wake up and choose to be with the person that you took vows with. Even a long-term relationship, you're choosing this person. It may not be a good day. They might be getting on every last one of your nerves. They might have not taken the trash out. Randy. <laughs> But um, you choose them every day, and it's not you're just going to go off and find somebody else. It's like, no, you know. I guess I'll keep you. I guess I'll stick around. But I made a lot of mistakes. I would say that I've been in love four times, okay, my whole life. Four times. I'm 33. And while to this day I still said, yes, I did love that person, um, we were not good for each other. We did not bring out the best in each other. We did not have the same goals in life. We did not have the same views in life. And sometimes it just doesn't work out. You know, it just doesn't. It doesn't mean you didn't love that person. And it doesn't take away from the love that you had. But love is not going to get you to 90 years old and celebrating your golden anniversary. It's just not. You have to have so much more for that person than, oh, I love them. Mm. Like, are they good for you? Do mm. they bring you happiness? Are you unhappy more than you're happy like these are things that you really have to think about you can love somebody and be fighting with them every day that's just 
Also, like, I see my future with them, but like, do, do you, you see your future with them? Because future is a long time, guys. So long. I genuinely, you know, I think that's what got us through any rocky parts with our relationship was, do you see yourself with anyone else in the future? And I was like, nope, because I'm very easily annoyed by humans, mm-hmm. and he doesn't annoy me. So I was like, it's you or nothing. Yeah, you and you got to wake up to that same face. Very that true. Day. Very true. I, I, my first committed relationship, I didn't know what I was doing. Someone said to me, you love this person, yes, but don't you think someone else could love this person better? And that was the turning point where I was like, oh, yeah, this is true. I'm young. I'm dumb. I'm in college. I have no idea what I'm doing. And so to this day, elated for that person, like, truly found their person that loves them better than I could have ever. And same with my husband. Like, him and I just have this perfect understanding. So if you think you found your one in in your early 20s, really think about that. Really, really hard. I'm not saying it's not possible. It's possible. But life looks very different at 21 than it does at 35. So different. So different. So, but you brought up a good point, and it's a good segue into my next, Ooh, my next one. What's the next one? What's the, the next, next one? one is sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, ladies, you mainly, are... Main, mainly ladies. Mainly ladies. Sometimes you are the toxic person. Mm. Sometimes you are wrong. It's true, like I just said. Yep. Sometimes you don't treat people the way that they deserve. Sometimes you are disrespectful. Sometimes you make a mistake. If you don't learn to apologize, (laughs) you're not going to have anybody in your life for very long. And you have to recognize that you are wrong. And you can't just recognize it and keep silent. You actually have to admit it. If you value the relationship with the person that you have wronged, you have to apologize. You don't just get to sweep it under the rug, pretend it didn't happen, or my personal favorite, just stop talking to said individual. That doesn't work. You have to apologize, and it's okay. I respect nothing more in this world than somebody who can come to me and say, you know what? I messed up. Mm. I am so sorry for that. I'm like, cool. Let Like... Cool. Let's I actually respect you more for that. I absolutely do. And it's do. our pride that gets in the way. Like, I don't want to admit that that was my fault that it ended. Yeah. Or, or that was, I did wrong. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it, when you actually are willing to admit that you screwed up yep. and that it, something was your fault, that person actually respects you more. Absolutely. 100%. In, like, your friendships, I think it's very important because... Things get hard, especially as you get older. Friendships go through a lot of stuff. You do need to learn to apologize to your friends. Like, you can still be friends. (laughs) One of you is going to be wrong sometimes. And don't come at them and be like, I'm sorry you were a jerk. No. Yeah, no, no, no. That's not an apology. That's not. You have to learn to apologize. Maybe read a book on it before you try it. Apologizing and accountability both start with A. So that's how I always remember. You need to take accountability for your part in things. And we all play a part. Are you still wondering if accountability starts with an A? No, I was just thinking AA. It's like going to AA. Apologize and accountability. Guess what? That's just life. It is. That's just relationships. 
Sometimes I'm in a really bad mood and I will snap for absolutely no reason. And then I have to make that long trek downstairs, tap my husband on the shoulder and say, I am so sorry that I just lost my temper for no reason. Mm. And look, everything's better. But when you just stomp around and storm around and be passive aggressive and slam cabinets and act like you're perfect, you're never. Or you want them to like ask what's wrong. Put get over that. Get over it. Mm -hmm. yep. Like don't that don't ever wait for them to ask what's wrong because Or like, are we good? No, we'll be good when I have apologized or you have apologized. I hate that whole like, okay, so we're good now, right? Did you apologize? Mm. Are, are are we going to talk about it or are we just going to get mad and then sweep it under the rug? Nothing gets resolved from that. No, we'll have not. the same fight in another two months, six months, nine months. Oh, this is so true. Mm -hmm. Resolve it because it's it's going to come back two months later, but it's going to be stronger. Yep. And then it's like, mm, and then you're sweep just gonna, it under the yep. rug. And then like four months later, and then it comes up and it's like, rah! I am telling you, me and my husband used to, before we were married, would have the same argument every like six months. It mm. was the same exact argument. And after, I don't know, three years, we were like, are we still arguing about this? Like, we're still having the same argument. <laughs> yes, we were. And guess what? We sat down and we actually communicated throughout the whole scenario of whatever it was. And we have not had, that. before we got married, we stopped having that argument. Oh, the biggest lesson we have learned in our almost 10 years of marriage would be communication. Hands down communication. You know, you hear people say, oh, communication. And you're like, Meh. And you dust it off. No, brush it off. Brush it off what? Yeah. Yeah. But really, when you get down to it, if you don't like what he's doing, tell him. Or if you want him to do more of something, tell him. You need to not only tell them what the problem is, you need to tell them why you feel like that, and then also how they can help you not feel like that. That is communication. Took me 10 years to get there. But no. we're there. Yeah. And we are, after that, it's kind of like smoothish sailing. You know what's so funny is we were talking about the seven-year itch. I was thinking about it and I realized that it took, so Randy and I got married at our eight-year anniversary. So I would say the first three to four years of our relationship, we were just trying to figure out how to communicate. Three or four years. And you might say, oh my God, I know how to communicate after a week. Mm, I'm willing to bet you don't. Also, you're like three, four years, you're still kind of new and you're still trying to yes. show off to each other. You're like, still trying to like, I'm fancy, love me. Mm -hmm. I think you really learn to communicate or you really learn that you need to communicate when you guys move in together. And all those walls wow. of just, there's no more walls up. Yep. They're just there in your face. He sees you as you are. You, yeah, just, yeah. 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 So year seven is when you are like seriously all walls are down. You guys are as real as really can get. You are at the nitty gritty of this human and you got to decide, is this it? Throwing in the towel is not the answer. The answer is find out if this is truly what you want to continue doing, looking towards your future. Do you want to be with that person laying in bed in the nursing home? And we are not talking down about anybody that's been through a divorce. You're divorced. 
it happens. And sometimes you think that this is the one and life happens and things change. Totally understandable. We totally get it. We are not judging anybody. We are just speaking from our experiences in very long-term relationships. My husband's a divorcee. Oh, yeah. You guys are both on your second. Yeah, I know. I think that's why it worked. <laughs> you know, first one didn't work. We got together and we realized how it's supposed to work. And you There's, were very young. You were so very young. young when you got married. Married 1920. Not not the year. <laughs> um, and then pro- split up about when I was 23. 22, 23. I don't know. Somewhere in there. Great, great human. Still a great human. I had nothing against him, but honestly, I was too young. I didn't know how to handle a relationship responsibly and did not meet my husband, Leon, until 26. So it took those years for me to find myself, find what I was looking for, figure out who I was, because I honestly didn't even know who I was. I went from high school to being married. What's up? That's I wild. I had zero idea who I was, but I was like, oh, I'm in love. I'm in love. Back to what I said, love is not enough. Mm. Yes, this is true. The poor man was just a bystander in my growth. What has worked for us, what challenges we have come through. Um, And I'm sure you probably learned quite a bit from your divorce. Yes, I did. I think To be humble and to stop being so prideful. It happens. It does happen. No shame in that. No shame. It happens. And look at you. On to my other point. Taking accountability. Correct. For the parts that we have played and things that we have done. What else do we have? I was going to say, yes. I feel like your entire 20s, you are trying to not only tell the world that you're fine, but you're also trying to appear as successful as possible. You're trying to live up to everyone's expectations expectations of you in your 20s. And then you hit your 30s and you're like, I don't care. I am I am who I am. And so I'm just going to go from that and grow. I'm not, I'm no longer trying to make people think I'm somebody amazing that I'm not. Like, here I am. Yeah. Yep. 100%. 30s is very eye-opening and relieving. When people talk about turning 30 and then that's tragic and all that stuff, no, it is not. It is the most amazing weightlifting feeling to turn 30. It's not like, oh, at 11.59, countdown to change. You'll probably be crying. I mean, we all were, but... Um, I was giving birth, so that's right. She was due on my 30th birthday. Happy birthday to me. I think once you turn 30, it life just gets better from there. I'm telling you... Don't fear the 30. No. Also, men, for the most part, they get better looking. My husband, woo! It's true. It's so true. Uh, he is 39, and he has never looked better. <laughs> I promise you... It's not hard to be attracted to him. He could be a model. What else we got? Not everybody that comes into your life, especially in your 20s, Mm. is meant to stay. Correct. You find friendships in your 20s, and they mean the world to you at that time. And you think you're going to be best friends forever. Sometimes you do. I have my friend Chrissy. I've been friends with her since I was 18. Wow. I mean, a long time. But then people come and go, and... I've really learned to not be sad when things end. I think people come into your life for a reason. And maybe they are what 
you needed at that moment in your life. Maybe they were there to teach you a lesson. Maybe you were there to teach them a lesson. But not everybody, you don't stay friends with every single person that's in your life until you die. That's just not, that's just not life. It's not it's realistic. Not. People grow. People's priorities change. People move in different and opposite directions. Um, it is sad, and I think it's important to mourn friendships that, you know, you no longer have. But it's also really important to just, like, let things be. Well, you just get, you slowly get further and further apart because they've found their their path mm-hmm. on life. And you found a separate yeah. path in life. And it's really weird just who sticks. You know, I've got her. We both have Jonathan. Mm-hmm. He uh, is he's funny. He's our best friend. We keep him around because he entertains us now. Yeah. He really is an amazing friend. And we have him from college. And and I have a friend who she's actually my neighbor, but we went to high school together. We weren't really that close, but now that we're older, we realize, wow, we really are alike. And she watches my child. She helps raise my child. It's weird how life just works out. I've traveled all around the world, and the fact that I've, like, come back around full circle. And I think it's important to just, like, let life flow with certain friendships you might go through some things where you guys separate for a little while and maybe down the road things change or you know you you change as a person those things are fine too like just whatever it is whoever brings you peace and joy and happiness and laughs keep those people around you don't keep the people around that suck the life out of you that's the other thing in your 30s oh my goodness you find those people who just latch on to you and then they just Suck the life out of it. Be very careful of how you feel and your energy after you hang out with people. Mm-hmm. Because if you are feeling drained, tired, exhausted, irritated, maybe those people are not for you. Because mm-hmm. I know I have been there. Just got to be that it was the negativity or whatever. It's draining. It's literally draining on your energy. And in your 30s, you don't have much energy. So you have to be careful who you give it to. Yeah. Not everybody's meant to just be friends forever. Mm, this is true. We are very busy people. And so I choose to give two hours of my life to you a week. Yay. Hmm. Thank you. Here's another one. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Live unapologetically. That means make, do what makes you happy. Mm. It doesn't matter what anybody else feels or anybody else thinks. I feel like I didn't really start growing in my life, in my 30s, until I came to the realization that everybody's thoughts and ideas of me literally had no impact on my life. Literally. Oh, you don't like me? I'm sorry. I don't care. (laughs) In your 20s, you're like, oh, friends, I need them. No, you don't. And if someone doesn't like you, why? Why don't they like me? I'm adorable. I'll be honest with you. I never cared. She didn't. I was probably more like that. A lot of people are. Um, I just never cared. I didn't care if people liked me or didn't like me because I spent most of my teens hating myself. So once I got over that, and I loved me, I did not care if other people didn't. Like, that's fine. I had to work very hard to get to a point where I love me and I'm good. So I didn't care. She probably came to terms with it more, you know, way earlier than I did. Took me a while. Gifted. She always has such great points of views on things because we did grow up so different. and, And even though we've been friends for so long, our lives were very different. Very different. So it was always nice to have someone who... One would give me advice and didn't care what I thought. 
That's always handy. Um, and two, for the most part, it was good advice. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I have such a good one. I have what? such a good one. In your 20s, you make mistakes and you constantly are in denial that you made them. Oh yeah, for sure. In your 30s, you're like, yep, made them. a hot mess. Yes, like I made them. Please listen to me so you don't make those same mistakes. Learn from us. I used to think that I was legitimately never wrong. Mm. I was never wrong. You can ask anybody. Throughout mm. my entire teens to 20s, I was never wrong. You were wrong. And I will give you a list of reasons of why you were wrong. I did not even try to combat that ever. No, no. I you couldn't tell me nothing. I think the reason why we were such good friends is because um, I would never bring up things that I knew would make us combative. Yeah. I mean, you're very non-confrontational. Extremely I'm super confrontational. Um, that's probably why we work. But, uh, yeah, I was never wrong. And now I look back at myself and I was like, how do you have friends? Because, wow, you were horrible. I was mean. <laughs> I was mean. To other people. I wanted to fight everybody. This one time, guys. This one time. Oh, boy. We still joke about it to this day because it's a classic. Yeah, classic. She ran off, I don't know, to do something. Uh, kill someone. <laughs> I don't know. Someone I've made... never killed somebody for the record. <laughs> okay, she ran off to teach them a lesson. That's I funny. think they had made her angry. I grab onto her and I was like, couldn't think of anything. Because like, hello, Miss Non-Confrontational over here has never been in a, like, even my divorce ended friendly. So... <laughs> They took a selfie at the courthouse. We did. We're like, it's a divorce. Um, but like to set the scene, you're a very small person. Oh, very small. She's very tall. I'm very tall. I'm broad shouldered. I look like a linebacker. That's just the way it is. <laughs> and I look like an elf. Yeah. Like you were. You, yeah. And I was like dragging onto her just like, and she's like, raw, like the Hulk. And I'm like, like squeaking along behind her. And I couldn't think of anything. And I was like. Think of your future! <laughs> That's the only thing she could think of that would stop me. Sometimes we still say, Think, think of, of your future! <laughs> and uh, here we are, thinking of our future. So obviously I didn't, I thought about my future. Ten years later, here we are, telling that story. Did not see that coming. <laughs> Fell asleep. <laughs> I almost broke it. Snapped her clean off. What did we learn on today's episode? Oh, are you asking me? Uh, I think so. I wasn't paying attention. What did we learn on today's episode? Learn to apologize. Mm -hmm. Realize when you are the toxic person. Stop being critical of yourself. What else did we learn? That I'm a divorcee. Ha! Love is not enough to sustain a long, happy relationship. There better be some communication, some apologies. There's something behind the thing. Actions speak louder than words. They do. Oh, for real. Randy, take the trash out. <laughs> We've taught you everything we did wrong in our 20s mm -hmm. and everything we're trying to do right in our 30s. We just want you to learn from our mistakes. Do we still make mistakes almost on a daily basis? Yeah. You betcha. Mm -hmm. But you know, we're more aware of it now. All right, we'll catch you next time. Salutations. Salutations.